Blog Talk Radio.
Come on. Yeah. And this is brought to you by... Like you at the reunion Two step with it 
wait a minute. We having fun, now you want to lock a brother down. Every other few weeks, say we wait out down. You just my boo thing, love when you coming round. I'm pushing 30, I ain't really trying to sell down. White gold full of stones, put the metal down. Hellsburg, maybe ice.com. Slow it down, going fast like Ramadan. Picking out a white dress, you should put the brakes on.
Well, I'm sorry about the the stall there. Uh, Cuban is still figuring out uh, his opinion on the music. I'm sure he likes it. Speechless is not something that he normally does. <laughs> What's going on, man? Talk to us. Hey, man. I, I, I don't like doing overtime for X3L, man. I hear you. I hear you. Just open the show for me. We can get things moving. Welcome. Unlike usual, it's 10 o'clock. And you're listening to the greatest meal show, show on the web, powered by XTDL.com. I'm a little aggravated because I don't like overtime, but me and T. Mitch are going to deliver to you an unusually unpaid amount of Neo Soul Gas. I'm going to move right on past that. I am doing good. I'm doing a whole lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, it is earlier as the Q-Man is pointing out. There's a reason for that. We are accommodating tonight's guest. So without further ado, I'm hailing from the great state of North Carolina, Star Hill State. He is the son of soul. We played a couple of songs from you. Wait a minute and stick them up. And we're going to get him on the line so we can continue to talk to him about his latest LP, Ladies. For church, ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented and getting ready to rehearse for a concert, Mr. Al Chauncey. Hello, hello. Can you hear me out there? Yeah, man. We got you. What's going on? Oh, man. Life is good, man. I'm so glad to be on your show tonight. Hey, we glad to have you, man. We glad to have you. We know that uh, Utah Hill fans, man, we, we, we know how y'all are, man. Oh man, hey, we 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 have nothing but the best players to come out of North Carolina. You you know it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> There's no denying that. So how's everything going tonight, man? Man, everything is cool. I'm um, getting ready uh, for the concert we have on July 6th. Um, it's gonna be here in Atlanta, Georgia, at Paragon Seven uh, Studios. On Northside Drive, we're going to have uh, 10 acts performing, and we're going to have a live art show, and it's also my birthday as well. Oh, sir. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is that Leo? That's not Leo, is it? Oh, no, no, that's cancer, baby. That's cancer. Okay. Hey, nobody's perfect, man. That's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, the cancer ain't number love, baby. <laughs> T Mitch is going to ask you some questions now. T man, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Okay, a lot of times he tries to get a little too personal, so if he does, you let us know. But you know what, he can get as personal as he wants. You know, he throw the punch, I'm going to dodge him, come back with a left hook, you know how it is. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, right. <laughs> I like that. Then then let's get the soft ones out of the way Uh, For those that don't know Anybody that might still be under a rock Just do us a favor and tell our audience A little bit about yourself Who is Al Chauncey? Man, Al Chauncey is the son of soul He's like a hybrid of Dr. Dre meets Ray Charles when you hear the music You know um, I've come in the game to revive soul music Um, I want to bring back that masculinity Back to soul music and I want to bring it back to the U.S. because, you know, uh, my counterparts over in Europe, they are killing it right now. So um, Al Chauncey is a soul singer machine to all you people out there that don't know who I am. Wow. I like that. Yeah, Q. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I like that, right? Okay. Well, tell us, uh, tell us who your, your musical influences were growing up. 
Man, growing up, uh, my father was my first musical influence because uh, he was a drag, a, a jazz uh, trained pianist up on the Duke Ellington. Yes, and uh, he also played with the Tams. Um, they was a beach group, you know, back in the day. And uh, he played with the Drifters and Pan LaBelle and Jackie Wilson. And I watched him. But as far as on the musical side, outside my father, I have to say Stevie Wonder. I have to say uh, Nina Simone, the Osley Brothers, Luther Vandross, mm. R. Kelly, Lou Rawls. I mean, the list can go on, man. You like that, Q? I could tell. I, I, I could just feel you smiling. <laughs> Absolutely. I can feel it. That's amazing. Okay, so move on to the next question. Something that jumped out at me was um, just the, the different facets that, that make up who you are as a singer and a songwriter. I saw that you your storytelling ability, you take that from your love of filmmaking and one of my favorite rappers of all time, the notorious B.I.G. Like, how do you how do you use the storytelling element in in man, the music? Man, you when you listen to Biggie, man, you can see exactly what he's saying, man. Like, Biggie was so literary when 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 he told his story. You know, uh, I I came from a hip hop background, been a baby, so I incorporate hip hop into my soul music as well, but. God rest his soul. Biggie was one of the best storytellers in the game, man. You got you got to agree with me on that. Yes, sir. I, I love Biggie. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's the way he don't work. You know, um, a lot of people nowadays in hip hop music or R and B, they're not writing the full story. They're just making radio records to appease the you know the radio crowd and what have you. So um, mm-hmm. Biggie is definitely one of my greatest influences. Okay. One of mine as well. So my next question. So I'm glad you referred to yourself as the the soul the soul machine. So <laughs> you know you down in Atlanta. We getting ready for a show. I think I guess my my one question I like to ask artists the ones that we can tell are really grinding they're really out there. What what is the hardest part about being an, an independent artist? Well, um, the hardest part, for one, is pleasing everybody. When you're an independent artist, you have the independence to do whatever kind of music you like. Um, when you look at artists like Janelle Monet, I admire what she's doing as far as her music. And it takes a while sometimes for people to catch on, but when they do, as forever. Um, when D'Angelo first came out, his whole style was eclectic and different from everybody else. But D'Angelo is going to last forever. So um, that's that's what I like about being an independent artist. The hard part would be just trying to be different before. I like that. We get a wide variety of answers to that yeah. question. That might be my favorite there. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't have a lot of people on your show. <laughs> and, and believe you me, we got a lot of answers. One which we had to we had to like invest in a sensor button. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, Charles the phone is not gonna use any profane or any profane language tonight. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so indeed, um, indeed. With, with the show coming up on July sixth, um 
since you are a storyteller and you want us to be able to see exactly what it is you've given to us in your words, tell us what we, what people can expect at an Al Chauncey performance. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. My performance is this period like I dance. Uh, I let the Holy Spirit jump inside of me. I transform when I'm on stage, man. I just don't care. You know, it's not premeditated at all. Um, I just walk in, I feel it. You know, like um, when you when you play the when, when you play the record, uh, stick 'em up. And uh, have you guys seen the video to stick 'em up? Yes, sir, I have. Yeah, man, we we just have fun when we on stage, me and my band, man. So uh, you're gonna see some live entertainment for all the fans that's listening out there who's coming to the show on July 6th. You're gonna see me pour my heart and soul out on stage. Um, it's gonna be amazing, man. Wow. Especially down in Atlanta, Q. Man, you know. Yeah, Al Chauncey and Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a Krispy Kreme um uh, not too far from um our shop and we got one shop So you if you come down to it and uh, you know, uh I take you to Krispy Kreme if you want to and if we in North Carolina I'll take you to Krispy Kreme in the West. Oh, uh, Oh, man. You just made you just made his night out. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, uh, I got so, a question. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, let's say that you are performing and have the opportunity to perform with both artists of all. Okay. Now. You can only perform one of your songs. Which one would you perform and why? Uh, at what platform and symposium am I performing this song at? You are at a sold-out theater with all your favorite all-time artists. Wow. Um, I would probably do Stick em Up, the record you just played, because a lot of my fans are familiar with that record. And it's so energetic, and it commands the audience to do something, which is put your hands up high like your hands on fire. Everybody likes to do dances and do things. <laughs> so I think that that would be like a crowd participating song, stick them up, and people are familiar with it. And I enjoy performing it over and over again. I don't get tired of performing stick them up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Speak, speaking of, of stick them up, and and wait a minute and everything. Um, we've gotten a lot of messages in lieu of tonight's show. People want to know why we are late for church. Wow. Well, um, let me give you the story behind Late for Church. Um, late for Church is pretty much every young black guy that was raised in the hood like myself. You raised by the church in the streets. Yes, sir. And uh, it also uh, is ambiguous to uh, finding yourself later on in life. Um, your body is the church. Your body is the temple. And you're late for finding yourself. You know, you're not the same guy you were when you were 23 years old, or I don't know how old you are, but let's take it back to 18. You're not the same guy who you were when you were 18 compared to the guy you are at 25, compared to the guy you may be at 30 years old. And when you are going through this transition, you are finding yourself. So therefore, I was late for church. Okay. I agree. I was I was always late. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. MJ, so, tell you, every Tuesday I find a reason to be late to church. Oh man. 
But uh, the album, man, uh, the album is on iTunes, it's on Google Play. Uh, for my fans out there, purchase the album. It's a classic body of work. Uh, from top to bottom, I'm telling the whole entire story. So uh, I love for my new fans out there that's tuning in to Funky.com. Uh, okay. So when you, I believe Q wants to know when you head when you heading up this way. When you head up up north northeast. Uh, what 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 town and what city? I'll be there. Oh, we, we gotta we, let we, you know. Oh, okay. We meet in New York. Hey, let, let, let us know. Let, let the fans know what town, town, and what city. Because I'm in Atlanta, so let, let the people know. And now, talk to you. Come there. Sounds good. not a problem. Definitely do that. Exactly. You know, uh, I don't right. mind rocking. I, I don't. I, I don't mind rocking the stages in the Northeast, the Midwest, the West Coast, around the world. Hey, you give me a platform, I'm there, baby. Oh, I heard that, you. Yeah. So wherever y'all at, y'all are hearing it here first. Wherever you at, the man Al Chauncey, he and the band will look. It will show up and make you stick them up. And make you stick them up. Hey, cut the check too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got we got a little uh, surprise for everybody. Uh, for those that are familiar with the Neil Soul Show, y'all know that the only thing that really gets the Q man's blood boiling is an exclusive. If he can get to break something or to, or debut something new, that man gets on his toes and gets alive. Am I right, Q? Am I right? That is very true. Well, Q, just for you, Al decided that he wanted to bring his brand new single and and play it here on the Neo Soul Show. Oh! (laughs) That is exciting. I wish I had one of those bomb sounds. Right? Like the the world premiere they used to do on one of the well, it, 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 there's one more piece, Q. The rapper on the song, you are familiar with. So I'm I'm not going to say anything else, Al, before we let you go. Because you told everybody where they can find your music. And if y'all missed it, that's iTunes, CD Baby, or AlChauncey.com. Do us a favor. And, 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 and it's Chauncey without the E. If you put an E in my name, I'm going to charge you, baby. Go ahead, man. Talk to the the new single, man. Okay, this is the new single of my new album coming out called The Revival. This song is called Love Drunk featuring Greg Nice from Nice and Smooth. Y'all are going to love this jam here. And this is powered by uh, X to the L. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. This this show is powered by X to the L, and you are tuned in to the new Neo Soul Show. This is my new single, Love Drum, featuring Greg Nice. I love y'all. Let's go. You know I want it. Ain't no reason to pretend I don't. The perfect pause and pour my veins, so let it burn some more. Sweating ribs feeling like a bull, but don't Addicted to your kisses Addicted to your
leave me a designated driver for this list. I just might call up Uber for this, cause she still a patron. Got it going on. Always right, yo, she ain't never wrong. My whole needs those, yeah, my EVO. Back to back shot to the early morning. Tequila and lime juice, now I'm gone. Eyes a kite, hit a no fly zone. Working hard, huh? 
Yeah, you know what it is. Last year, I never took a vacation. Like, once December hit, I had all my vacation days. It was ridiculous. If you had all your vacation, oh, you'd already took all your vacation days, or you just didn't use them? No, I didn't use any vacation days last year until December. That's crazy. When they were like, if you don't use these days, you know you lose them. You're going to lose them. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't. I came to work every day. I well, mean, have a good time, man. Right? Yeah, definitely with the birthday coming up and everything, you should be treating it though. Yeah, another year. <laughs> hey, don't don't say it like that, man. You know, I know, I right? Make it. No, that's very true, man. That's very true. What about you, yeah, man? I, you... Hey, man, I had a listen. When I tell you about the week that I had, I don't know if you're gonna be envious. I don't know if you're gonna be. Jealous. I don't know if you're not care. Like I just, I have no idea what's about to happen. But last week, I was, I don't know if I, I want to say fortunate or if I was unfortunate enough to be one of the the many people who got to see a private screening of the new movie that released today, starring Channing Tatum, um, Magic Mike Double XL. You you went and saw a private showing of Magic Mike. Listen, man, we we have a radio show that was information I could give. I, I did it. I did it strictly for entertainment purposes. I, I did not want to see Magic Mike's mic. Let me make that very clear. Did you really go to a, a advanced show of Magic Mike? Not only did I go to an advanced screening of Magic Mike, I got on demand and watched the original just so that I had all the information I needed to watch the second one. Are my people out there hearing this? Yes, they do. They are absolutely (laughs) hearing this. Oh, my goodness. You know, feel whatever way you want to feel about it. I feel like it it shows how clear I am in my masculinity that I was able to sit through. (laughs) Two of those films. Wow. Um, if anybody has not seen Magic Mike, um, I'm not going to talk about the first movie. It is um, on demand. If you are an HBO subscriber, go check the first <laughs> movie out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. What I will say to anyone that does not know, Channing Tatum was a male entertainer before his acting career took off. That is not me telling you how good I think the movie is. That is me telling you that that man left his calling. He was not put here to be an actor. He was put on this plane to to be named White Chocolate and dance for dollar bills. Okay, so T. Mitch is making us feel a little awkward right now. I'm going to talk about the movie and then we'll get out of it. So, <laughs> for those that haven't seen it yet, I want to go see the sequel picks up three years after the original ends, and apparently there is a stripper convention, kind of similar <laughs> to Bike Week and other um, group festivities that go on in Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Apparently there's a stripper's convention. So, the gang, um, Kevin Nash and Joe Magdanello and the other guys and the, 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 the king of Kings of Tampa group 
are going to the stripper convention. They meet up with some old friends along the way, uh, most notably um, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Childish Gambino, and Michael Strahan. Yes, Q, I said Michael Strahan. And they they go to this um, stripper convention, and you know, on the way, they have to fix their own issues with each other, uh, turmoil amongst themselves, and one last <laughs> hurrah show. I just want to say to all the women that were in the theater, you should be ashamed of yourselves. The way that you conducted yourselves for a movie was absolutely appalling. If anyone ever says anything to me again about possibly getting a half of a boob shot of Holly Berry, or Jessica Biel coming out of a pool, or just the sight of Megan Fox, I will immediately show people the video that I took at the advanced screening before the movie started when the DJ put Genuine Pony on and women got out of their seats to dance with the models and gyrate on their legs and jump in their laps and put their faces in their crotches. I've never seen anything like this in my life. You know, Even if the movie's not worth it, go to the If you're a guy, don't go to see Magic Mike XXL because you want to see the movie. Now, if you're trying to pick up some moves because you yourself are a male entertainer, go do that. If you are actually looking to become a male entertainer, go see the movie. If you want to see women act like men do when women are sexualized in movies, go see the movie and just watch every other female in the movie theater. You will be reminded of the five heartbeats when JT and Flash jumped out in the audience and sung to this man's wife and he ended up leaving her ass in the front row. <laughs> so I, I, said, I don't know if I was fortunate or unfortunate, but I was there. Um, the movie actually wasn't that bad. I found myself getting into the story and not the dancing, and that's always a good thing. Wow. Yeah, that you was know, the beginning of my, my week. I have a ton of questions, but I'm not going to ask okay. them. You can. I don't know why you feel you can't ask. I need to know uh-huh. why you went to see this movie. I went to see the movie, one, because it was free. And two, because I wanted to be able to come on today's show and give a, I don't want to necessarily call it a movie review, because I'm really not going into anything that happened in that movie. But mm-hmm. um, it's not often that you get, I think maybe maybe it was just because of, of us doing radio and things like that. We always talk about the perks that come from being in entertainment, so to get that email to go, I, I just kind of felt like one of those things you don't turn down. Like, granted, this time it was for a questionable film, but, you know, you go and, and, and network and things of that nature, and we did get to meet some some very interesting people. And, you know, it turned out to be a, a, a great event outside of the movie itself. So, it's one of the reasons that I went. Okay. So, no one forced you to go. No, I was not forced to go. I, I, I chose to go, knowing full well what I was I was getting myself into outside of the debauchery that took place in the theater itself. 
you got to put yourself out there, man. You got to live life. And uh, if I did not know, I guarantee I would have never saw this film. I would have not seen the things that I saw, met the people that we met. You know, the, you know, um, uh, the radio station, 103.5, was there giving away, you know, gift certificates. And, and it was just a really, really good atmosphere. You could step mm-hmm. outside of the soft porn film and the women who were trying to... <laughs> Trying to trying to pick up a model and all of the sexualized stuff that went on. It was actually a great experience and you know something that I will not tell my kids about. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. And I knew you wouldn't go, so I just. Went. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> so outside of that. That was uh, one part of my weekend. The other part of my weekend was spent um, watching the uh, debauchery known as the BET Awards. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Called it the debauchery or actually watched it? And both. <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. Well, you know, I had to watch it because once again... We are a radio show based on music, so to not watch the BET Awards would have been um, not doing my off-air job. So I did watch the show so that we could come on and, and have something to um, to discuss and to and to talk about because uh, a lot of things happened on the show that I felt were definitely talk-worthy. You know, it, not only not only was it just a regular. Um, nonsense and, and coonery and tomfoolery and all the other um, nice vocabulary words we can come up to once again show how BET um, portrays African Americans. It actually sunk to a new low, in my opinion. So really, yeah. So anybody that missed the awards show, uh, we know every year there are honorees and things of that nature. So Janet Jackson was honored with the Ultimate Icon Award. So my first issue with the BET Awards is that we can't just honor people anymore. We have to come up with awards to give them because it's not enough to just say we appreciate you for everything that you've done. We have to make up an award. Very much the way MTV, instead of just showing Michael Jackson his appreciation for being the greatest entertainer that any of us have ever seen, in any lifetime, they had to make up an award that didn't even have a name, so he thought it was the Michael Jackson Lifetime Achievement Award, and MTV doesn't give out Lifetime Achievement Awards. It's very similar to honoring Janet Jackson and giving her the Ultimate Icon Award on the same night that you give Smokey Robinson the Lifetime Achievement Award. So therein lost my first issue. Is Janet deserving of recognition? Yes, I actually learned something about Janet Jackson. I did not know that she is the only and only, ladies and gentlemen, not only black, not only female. She is the only person in music history to have seven top five singles from the same album. Wow. I didn't know that. And we're talking about the Beatles Elton John, we talking about the Bee Gees, Elvis, Johnny Cash, Jay-Z. She is the only person with seven top fives from one album. 
Now, I guess a good trivia question would be for all of the, the quick typers on Google, name that album. Because I think it's Control. Everyone else I spoke to thinks that it's the Janet album that came after Control. Some people think it might even be Rhythm Nation. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but Janet was um, Janet was was honored, and I I, I stumbled a little bit there because I, I was thinking about using a more crass word than honored. Um, you know, Janet's claim the same besides being a Jackson is that she danced and sung. She didn't lip sync while she was dancing better than her background dancers. It was a, <laughs> a gift that a gift that we haven't seen mirrored. In a long, long time, and the three people that were chosen to honor Janet—no offense to those three people—but I don't really think that the, the performance was suitable for Janet. So Tanache, who is probably an artist a lot of people do not know, or they know and have no idea how to pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. She opened things up by doing um, Pleasure Principle. Classic. Very much so. Now, did she give a classic performance? No. Did she <laughs> Did she do a decent job? I think Tanache did, did a decent enough job for the fact that she's still new. And the girl can dance. And she's trying to make her name as the next dancer, singer. It, it, was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't horrible. It was one of those things where we were like, ooh, this is a nice opening. I'm ready for what comes next. And then what came next made me look for the remote. So Jason Derulo comes out, and I'm immediately flabbergasted. Now, I'm okay with men doing female tributes, just like we never had a problem with females doing male tributes. But if we're here to honor Janet Jackson, I need someone to tweet, text, send me a Facebook message, defend Jason Derulo, because I don't understand why he's doing Michael Jackson moves at a Janet Jackson tribute. Good point. Did we get the Jacksons mixed up here? We we didn't know what we were doing, because it's Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, you shouldn't be moonwalking it on, on, your, on your heels or your toes. This wasn't your chance to shine the light on Jason and, and have everybody saying, oh, look, Jason can dance. He's supposed to be tributing somebody. That's what that's what it was about. It wasn't it wasn't about that. The, I was looking for the remote at that point. It it kind of salvaged itself when Sierra came out, and the way you feel about Jill Scott is the way I feel about Sierra. She came out and she did this, and she did amazing. She always said that Janet was like one of her key inspirations for for getting into music. So it was absolutely amazing performance for her. That girl can dance. We know that. She just don't need to sing. And she didn't really do too much singing, so the tribute was absolutely amazing. And then Tanache and Derulo come back out, and they did Rhythm Nation, and it was cool. And it probably felt like it lasted all of eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Very, very quick. And then Janet came out looking, you know, like it's still 1993, and she's spending good times money, which is absolutely ridiculous that she still looks that, that good. And she gives a nice speech... And and she leaves, and I, I I didn't think it was that great. I'd probably get a performance as a C, and you know it was a very very quick thing. Where again, I don't think an award was necessary because then when you give Smokey an award, 
it just felt weird. It kind of felt like, well, didn't we already give her the Ultimate Icon Award? Well, what's the difference yeah. between the Ultimate Icon and then saying, well, Smokey, you get the Lifetime Achievement Award? Mm, I see your point. So he had, I'm not even going to talk about his tribute because everyone that did a tribute for Smokey, there was somebody better. Um, mm-hmm. Big shout out to George, George Littlejohn. George put out a Facebook post to BET introducing them to a number of artists that they could have picked on the independent that would have done a better job than the artists that they chose to do Smokey's tribute. Um, highlight of the show would be Smokey Robinson accepting his award and thanking his current wife and thanking Barry Gordy who was there sitting next to somebody who had to be 50 years younger than him. <laughs> And and Smokey Robinson goes to town on artists. I don't know who pissed Smokey off. I don't know what Smokey read before the night started. But Smokey felt that I'm getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. It is my time to tell all of you here to stop being so full of yourselves. Please stop it. You are not the gods of music. There were people that came before you. There will be people that come after you. Please stop feeling yourselves. Unbelievable. Absolutely loved it. But what in the world do you have to do to push a seven what do you have to do to push a seventy five year old man to just in the middle of all of this enjoyment and celebration tell you to stop feeling yourself too much? (laughs) Love it. And Diddy standing in the background looking like that kid that just got in trouble when grandpa said, Hold my cane while I talk to everybody. He just did not look like he wanted to be there any longer. And speaking of Diddy, he probably didn't want to be up there because he needed some icy hot and gave his blood. <laughs> I know you've seen and heard by now that he fell yep. in the middle of the performance. Now, people have fallen in performances before. We've seen people jump off stage at the leg drop. Fans, big shout out to Miguel for that one. People have passed out. We see Michelle Williams on 106 and Park Fall. I don't think we've ever seen anyone go through the trap door <laughs> on a BET award the way Diddy did. Now, that was really I have, funny. I have so many issues with the Bad Boy tribute. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to remember all of them. And starting at the top of the list, my first question is to anybody: Did Diddy kick Little Kim in the head when he fell? <laughs> through the trap door someone helped him up he gets back up they continue on that that to me was absolutely amazing that made the performance my issue with the performance I don't mind Mace coming out and doing his his thing I'm just a little confused I don't know if he's still past the Mace or if he's murder Mace I'm not really I, don't, I never know how to feel when Mace comes on stage rapping I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, you know, Tupac never told us that Evan had a ghetto, so I don't really know how God feels about rap. <laughs> then you have the locks come out, but not all of the locks, just the L and O. I don't know where Styles T was, but uh, we were going to do all about the Benjamins and just not bring him out. So you have Jadakiss and you have She Loose. It doesn't help when you don't have all the members of the group. Then you bring 112 out. I don't know about anybody else, but they sounded a horrible mess. Mm. Just absolutely hard. Slim sounded fat. You sounded <laughs> like Z. It was horrible. Bad. They 
should have did something other than Peaches and Cream. They probably should have did Cupid, too much of that, trying to dance and sing. If you're over 35, you're not Janet Jackson, stop it. You're like Mariah Carey and Lip Sync. Just, just quit it. Obviously, Little Kim coming out was absolutely amazing, and it was a, a, a great moment, but she... She helped us see that somebody at the BET Awards needs to be fired. If you ever watch the BET Awards live, you will catch every curse, every sexual reference, every innuendo, everything live. Because they don't know where the sense of butt is. <laughs> Just have no idea where it is. But great moment for Kim to come out. She seems energized like she was talking to someone. Hi, Nikki. And it was absolutely amazing the way the crowd just erupted and roared. Then what did he do? Dread it. Everyone please remember this is the 20th year of Bad Boy. This is an anniversary of all of these years of great music. What bothers me about this performance and this tribute is that while we're supposed to be celebrating 20 years of Bad Boy music, we only got music from 20 years ago. Yep. Faith comes out and does, you know, the skating song. <laughs> I never knew love like this. That's all well and good. It was great. But again, that's 90s. All about the Benjamin. That's that's 90s. Even the Biggie video that they put on was, was from the 90s. Granted, I know Biggie, Biggie died. I get all that. But even the videos were just old. Everything was old. And the one modern song that you do is you have French Montana come out and do a verse for a song that he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be on that's not a bad boy record, that makes no sense to me. Absolutely no no freaking sense. But but we don't let Janelle Monet come out and sing anything. Janelle Monet released an album last year that just, just put everything that's not rap on hold for a second. Absolutely amazing album. And she just gets to come out and stand with everybody after the, after Pharrell and Diddy come out and do just this absolutely horrible song. <laughs> it was just it was just bad. I, somebody actually sent me a Facebook message while they were performing and said, "I need Diddy to fall the hole again right now while him and Pharrell are performing. I, I need him to fall." <laughs> and Chris Brown just being on the stage, all the why is Chris Brown in a bad voice? Um. <laughs> there's no reason there's no reason to go into the award. You all know who won and you didn't have to watch you didn't have to watch anything. <laughs> Taraji won Best Actress. Uh Terrence Howard won Best Actor. Um I always have a problem with a music show giving out Best Actor and Best Actress Awards. I don't blame is this is this supposed to be the is this supposed to be the dark side of the Grammy? Because they won't get nominated there, or they won't get an Emmy. Actually, they got Emmy. I just don't understand why BET does this. And then they then they give out sports awards. Like wow. Seth Curry needed a BET award on his mantle. He's the MVP of the league. I don't think a BET. I don't think that meant anything. <laughs> Serena. Anyway, but everyone else that was supposed to win awards won awards. As as a lot of other people said on social media, I don't understand why they still air the wow. best female hip hop category. There's no point. Just mail Nicki Minaj the award and save us these dumb, long, drawn out <laughs> acceptance speeches from her. I'm 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 always oversaturated. 
tired of seeing Nikki. I'm tired of seeing her butt. And I didn't think I would ever say that. I'm, I'm just tired wow. of the whole package. I'm tired of all of it. Wow. Over with it. Just done this whole her being in a relationship thing. It makes it make me feel a lot like when Mary J. Blige got clean. Your music is a whole lot better when you're angry. Kind of tired of all this love stuff and, and this crap with Meek and yeah, everybody else is what Kendrick Lamar wins best hip hop, male, Chris Brown wins best um, R and B male. It still bothers me to this day that we as a as a country and and, and entertainment and society we have. I know we are a country and a society of second chances. I just don't. I'm, I'm always gonna have an issue with the fact that he he did what he did. And kind of really just got a slap on the wrist for it, and is now right back to making probably making more money now than he did before he beat that girl up. So I'm always gonna have an issue with it. Anybody that knows me knows no Chris Brown songs are played in my car. If if it, if it begins to come on, I turn it off. I change the station. I got sisters. I got aunts. I, I got you know. I just I, I can't. I can't do it. I refuse to support it. So I won't support it. Um, there's just a lot of questionable things going on at the BC. I just got a text message about J. Cole not receiving an award at all. It's almost like those really, really good artists that never got awards because Jay-Z kept putting albums out. And then all those really, really good artists that wouldn't get an award because everybody was on the Young Money and the Lil Wayne train. I kind of feel like J. Cole's in that space now. He is quietly putting out very, very, very good quality music that he's never going to get recognition for because he's not talking about people being half-naked. He's telling stories about, you know, children who may think that everybody's having sex when you're not. It's okay to be a virgin. And he's doing, he's talking about uplifting the black community. No one told him yet you'll never get recognition for that. Wow. It's not going to happen You're not You have to put an album out Called The Pimple Butterfly And I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan And that album Was not better than the first album So Another year of um, Tom Foolery <laughs> From the BC Awards um, I feel like Anthony Anderson And Tracy Ellis Ross Outside of Blackish, Which is doing um, Amazing things on ABC I really don't know Why they were hosts I think they were more like Facilitators um, just so that somebody's out there talking in between everything else. Um, I didn't think there was any other performance worth mentioning or noting. Um, it was very bad. I normally don't say that about the award show. Very, very bad. I know a lot of people sent messages and I had a comment on my Facebook that was the best award show they've seen in years. I would, I would, I would um, challenge you to just watch other award shows. It's not hard to find an award show that's better than the BET Awards. It's yeah. really not difficult. I think the Country Music Awards are better than the BET Awards. But that's how I spent my weekend. You know, then the news came in about the Supreme Court decision and turned everybody's world upside down for about twelve hours. Hmm. You know, I saw Sierra perform live once, right? And I met her. You met? Was it in Atlanta? No, it was at the Deco Lounge in Sayreville. Wow, is that even still? Is that even still operational? Oh, I have no idea. That was years ago. 
Deco, wow, Jesus. I remember seeing Ryan Leslie there. <laughs> Dating myself, Jesus. Yeah, I saw Ryan Leslie at Deco. I think Sierra is, an, is a really good entertainer. I just think that she's another one. I think that's one of the things I think independent artists have over mainstream artists. An independent mm-hmm. artist has to notice, they have to know early what their weakness is. And they have to either turn that into a strength or just make their strengths that much more noticeable and hide their weaknesses. When you sign to a label, they can market you whatever way they want to market you. And I feel like Sierra got lost in the shuffle because when Goodies came out and one two step and she was gyrating and popping and dancing all over the place, that should have been what she was. She should have just been the next dancer. She could have been the next you know, the, the put her in line with your Mayas and and kind of Janet. Like, she should be a cough in the same conversation with Janet. But they kept wanting us to believe that Sierra was the next great singer. And I don't think she even believed that. So now she'll always be like, she'll, I think she'll always just be the butt of a joke now. Especially with the relationship with Future not working out and having a kid and... You know, you didn't see that for her. You didn't, like, when, when you have a lot in common with Amber Rose, I just really don't think that was your career goal. <laughs> wow. Yep, don't don't think so. So I read something today. I know you, I know we don't, we're not, probably not going to say a lot about the Supreme Court decision that came down. Um, I'm actually a little surprised that all 50 states have approved um, same-sex marriage. I read mm-hmm. an article, though, about the, because I know like you and like me and like a lot of other people, your timeline has just, your timeline looks like a bag of skittles. And every time you look at somebody's profile, it's just colors all over the place. Now I am all yeah. for the support. I'm not changing my profile picture because I just feel like I've always felt that things like that, like the ice bucket challenge, all that stuff. That's not how you show support. Like go out and do something. Show your support. Then it was Pride Week. Go to an event like like a lot of us did and walk with someone that is a part of the community. Like, that's how you show your, your support. Changing your profile picture on social media, not likely. Which leads me to the article that I read. I read an article that while the majority of people probably believe that this was Facebook's way of showing their support for the decision that came down and for the LGBTQAAI community, it seems that this was more an experiment, a research experiment. Facebook wanted to see that if they gave you the ability to change your profile to show your support for same-sex marriage, they wanted to see how long it took for you to change your profile back to its original picture. Hmm. So you all are a part of a study now, and we're going to wait and see how long it takes you to change your profile back. Very similar to when when the Trayvon Martin verdict came down and everybody blacked out their Facebook profiles. Or anytime something else happens, people are very quick to change their profile to show their support. And then about a week or two later, you know, once it's no longer in the news, they go back to that picture that got them like 230 likes. Just an interesting week. I think a very very interesting week. I know I'm going to catch a lot of hell because every time I tell y'all my opinion about award shows I, I seem to ruffle somebody's feathers. I, I still 
stand firm in what I've said about LL Cool J and his hosting ability. I don't think he's a great host. <laughs> and I think anybody that watched that new lip sync show that he has, you finally agree with me. Not a host. It's not what he does. It does not mean you need to send me messages telling me about how great he is as a rapper. I, I don't have any problem with Uncle L. Just like, I don't have no problem with Uncle Snoop. But Snoop Dogg is not hosting the Grammys. <laughs> It was a very, very interesting week. Um, I, I must thank BET, though, because without that, I don't know if there was anything else really to um, to talk about. Um, shout out to a very, shout out to a friend of mine, um, Tori Norton. Uh, a lot of you know her as Tasha from the hit Star series Power. Um, big shout out to her um, hosting the BET after party and uh, a lot of social media sites have said that she was the best dressed person at the BET Awards show with a dress that was designed by another New Jersey native so um, you know we're all about representing the state especially when I'm something positive so big shout out to those two young women and Tori and I went to high school together and no not she sat on one side of the room I sat on another one very, very good friends, close friends before um, the 3LW thing. He's actually one of the first people to meet Keely and Adrian, and I didn't believe she was in a group. So that's how close we were. I didn't even think of seriously that she was getting ready to go make music. She was always singing something. So just very, very proud of her and her accomplishments. Wanted to make sure I said that on air. Well, you're not the only person that knows somebody. <laughs> Like, I know you know Mark Voorhees, you know Lauren Hill, and, and now, you, now, you, now you're telling me you were, you were that nice and smooth entourage. They were nice guys. Well, I, I know somebody, too. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, man. Yeah, so what you what you what you what you got going for the rest of the week now? What's going on with you? I haven't heard anything about dynamite films or books or anything. Because there is absolutely nothing going on. The only thing happening for me right now is Batman for the Xbox One. That's it. How is it? Because I'm thinking about um purchasing it. It's incredible. Incredible. That's it. Like this, this is your chance to like tell people why they should go buy it, so they can go into GameStop and say, "Well, Q Man said it's all you got is incredible." It's bruh. It's probably the best game I've ever played. Greatness. All right, um, I'm gonna go with that, and we're going to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably pick it up as well. So. I think that's it. I think I think we're good. Unless you got, you know, anything else you want to you want to talk about? No, man, I'm good. No, you're not good because it's time for QT with the Q man. You, you oh, you off the hook. goodness sake, man! I thought you was off the hook, man. Really? Yeah, man. I don't know why you thought that that wasn't gonna happen. It was an early night, you know. This is one of them nights, man. You 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 snatched me out early. I got nothing. You got nothing. Even right now, as we're talking, you can't come up with something that's on your heart that you do. You do want people to know. absolutely nothing. 
at this moment in time, I got nothing, man. This, you, you, it was an early night, but I got nothing. Let everybody circle your calendars. It's July 1st. <laughs> circle this on your calendar so the next time we are on the show and you hear Q say something smart to MJ or to me or anything <laughs> on it, when we point back to July 1st. Oh, goodness. And that Q-Man didn't have, there was no QT with the Q-Man. So everybody that gets their wine and you snuggle up with your phone or your desktop because you just want to hear that profound thing that Q is going to leave you with for the night. You didn't get it. So if you stay up all night tonight, tweet him. He's at Q-Man Books on Twitter. He said he's on Instagram. You probably searched for him. I I wasn't able to find it. I'm going to take another look. Next week on the Neil Soul Show, Rakita will be live on the show. I'm going to holler at the Q-Man because I'm in honor of Mike Bone and the Wednesday Rewind. Um, Q had a great idea on continuing doing the Wednesday Rewind, so we need to holler at him and figure out when we're going to do that. And the following week after that, um, Lamone. We'll be back on the Neo Soul Show. And we also got um, the new album from Gina Carey. We're going to be listening to that. Um, so shout out to everybody that's listening. Q, get us out of here, man. For T. Mitch and myself, we'll be back next week when we'll try to do better. And maybe we'll be back to regular time. For he and myself, check out xkdl.com, and we are out of here. Good night, everybody.
watch Up is down left, this right sometimes I wanna stop Refocusing on this message that I wanna bring I sit them rhymes but sometimes I just wanna sing Maybe y'all heads high with them smooth beats Bringing knowledge behind Mr. Harry's heat This is real, nothing here's for me Gonna show you what it's like to be me Go well the music fills your soul Living life always being bold Let's take you both into love Giving kids a reason to look up Keep moving, times get hard Keep moving, just break and do your part Keep moving, breathe and exhale Promise love will always prevail Go where the music fills your soul Living life always being bold Let's take it off into love Giving kids a reason to look up Everybody in wars and wanna fight I'm just trying to bring hope and light to those struggling on the daily. Keeping faith, cause I know he'll never fail me. Made music my escape from all the shouting, made my own space. But involved with lyrics and poetry, finally found a place to be free. Go where the music fills your soul. Living life always being bold. Let's take it off into love. Giving kids a reason to look up Keep moving, times get hard Keep moving, just break and do your part Keep moving, breathe and exhale Promise love will always prevail Go where the music fills your soul Living life always being bold Let's take it off into love Giving kids a reason to look up Keep moving, giving it all you got no matter how hard do your part, this life has much to offer. Dig deep, you gotta look closer. No matter the struggle, have faith, blessings come double. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I promise, just gotta keep, keep moving. Times get hard, keep moving. Just pray and do your part. Keep moving, breathe and exhale. Promise love. Nothing else but my loving 
Blame. 